0: What's up, everybody? And thank you for listening to laying the points with Farley Betts. We're not going to do any pomp and circumstance here. No intro music, anything like that. I'm just here to talk to you about what just happened in the NFL week to week. I'm going to try to do these every Sunday night. Sometimes I'm not going to be able to, right? I'll probably have like family over maybe be doing something with the uh, little baby or whatever we have going on over here. But Every Sunday I will try to do this at night as I you know, write down my own notes and uh, just lay back and think about what we saw in the NFL on Sunday. Right now, I'll tell you what I'm seeing. I'm seeing my Giants suck. I'm seeing everything possible go the Cowboys' way in the first six minutes of that quarter, right, the blocked field goal, stupid penalties at the goal line right away for the Giants after a beautiful drive, Interception touchdown. I mean, just you know, ball flying in the air. Get the fuck out of here. I think I just took all of the uh steam out of the Giants right away because they look good, they're running all over Dallas. So, this sucks. This is a shitty game to watch. So, I'm stopping right in the middle of the game. It's halftime. Figured I would do this podcast real quick, but anyway, there's a lot more to react to. It looks like my Giants are gonna get a big fat L, but we had a really great weekend so far. We're five and one right now, looks like we'll be five and two after these Giants don't cover, which will put us at plus four and a half units. We lost both of our teasers, though. So that's for ATS plays, the five and two. Lost both of our teasers that I really loved. I really thought that Pittsburgh was going to keep it closer today. We'll talk about that game against the 49ers. Um, and the other teaser was lost because of Minnesota just looking like a big pile of crap, right? I mean, Jesus Christ, they they – their defense at, at first made some good plays, but but it wasn't consistent, right? It didn't it didn't continue. Um we saw that defense open up holes for an, an old and crusty Tampa Bay offense led by Baker Mayfield, making Baker Mayfield look like you know, like a I guess the Heisman Trophy winner. So 0 and two on the Teasers, five and two ATS plays. We got one more play on the Mighty Bills. Coming up, also 1-0 in our parlays. Uh, really good. Looks like we're going to be 3-2 in our DraftKings ATS pool. The DraftKings millionaire uh, this weekend. Should have been 4-1 at least because if you watch that Colts game, they should have covered. I mean, Colts were on the goal line in the final minute, so it would have been a three-point game at that point. Jaguars get one first down. Game's over. Anthony Richardson played well, got injured, had to be removed from the uh, huddle on that final goal line stand. So, Sucks that the Colts didn't cover because, I mean, they were leading right like, into the fourth quarter. Um, and then obviously my Giants, uh, I guess I guess that's pretty legit that the Giants are not going to cover because uh, the, the Cowboys do look pretty damn good. All right, let's talk about week one really quickly. I'm going to fly through this, and then I'm going to give away an early NFL pick for next week. Uh, just want to go over very quickly one thing, and that's there's a lot of people who talk shit about the NFL guys. And girls, you know, when I say guys, I mean everyone. I don't mean anything bad by that. There's a lot of guys and gals talking shit on Twitter, on X, whatever the hell, but everywhere on social media about their NFL takes, okay? A lot of people thinking that they're smart, that they know what's up about the NFL. There's a lot of bad advice. There's a lot of bad insight. Just be careful who you listen to. I mean, you can decide if I'm I'm on or not, you know, with my takes. Okay? It's up to you. But let me tell you something. This weekend, week one of the NFL, I got about 90% of this shit right. You know, as far as narratives, angles. I wish I had more exposure. You know, I'm trying to be even more judicious this year, less exposure week to week. You know, overall, I mean, the NFL is hard, right? It's hard to win. Um, But I wish I had more exposure week one because historically, it's one of my best weeks. I think I do well you know, eliminating the myth from the truth leading up to week one. And so we could have won more bets. We have, we've had a successful weekend. Let's move on. Let's talk about week one really quickly here. And the point of me talking about week one is that we're we're sifting through what's actually true, right, like what we should believe after we see these teams in these first week one games because there's going to be a lot of overreactions, obviously, there is every single week one, there are crazy overreactions, including from the sharp betting community, okay? So, let's debunk some of those. Panthers and Falcons, you know, you could see as that game went on that the Falcons are just a more talented team. Uh, a lot of great plays made by their defense throughout that game. Tough environment, tough first game for Bryce Young. He played well, like he had some good reads he had some pretty good throws but you know i think he's just one of these kids who he's gonna say all the right things right he does all the right things very buttoned up like a great kid but he just might not have the physical ability right to be like an nfl quarterback and he made some sharp throws i think he has the arm talent but he's just small and uh and, and, you know, he's not as, as good of an athlete as, like, a C.J. Strat, right, who might be able to get away with some things, um, even though he's not very good either. So I worry for Carolina that this is going to go south, for lack of a better term. But Atlanta looked good. Atlanta looked legit, like more legit as the game went on. Desmond Ritter held his own for the most part. Uh, you can see the talent in B. John Robinson, and you can see the talent in that defense, right? I think uh, Jesse Bates making a few plays. Um, just good showing from the Falcons. That's what they should have done. You know, there has been some hype in this team. They took care of business. I think they're still a good, not great team. Uh, but they could be great, right? With, with more experience playing together, this unit, you know, leadership showing up throughout the roster, things like that, which I think we started to see in week one. Bengals and Browns. I don't know what it is about the Browns, but they have the Bengals number, the Bengals. I feel like I'm saying that weird. The Bengals. Bengals is one of those words. It's just always going to sound weird when you say it. You know, Bengals? Bengals? Anyway. Um the Browns at home, especially, they, they have the Bengals number. I don't know what it is. They they whooped the Bengals ass last October and they just did the same thing. I mean, they're I think their defense matches up well against Cincinnati. Um, Joe Burrow kind of gets shook a little bit by Miles Garrett. You know, and the I, but I wouldn't read too much into this. I mean, Deshaun Watson still didn't look very good. He looked okay. You know, he can he can throw a pass. He can throw a good pass still. But I don't know if his reads, like his his ability intellectually on the field right now, it looks like he's he's like doing a lot of double think. You know, he's he's thinking he's thinking a little too much out there. And if you know if you played sports at any level, but especially on a high level, you know you can't be thinking. You know, you have to have the reps, the confidence that when you're out there, you know, it's you're like in a flow state. Right. That's what it's all And, and I, he looks like he's thinking a lot. So I, I'm not ready to ride like a Browns train here. The Bengals are still my pick to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. And, I, you know, for good reason. I think the Bengals are a very, very good team. I think Joe Burrow is going to answer next week against the Ravens. Um and, and that's that, you know, I think, you know, this is one of those games that would be easy to overreact to. OK, and I, I caution you to think a little bit less about the Browns and remember what Joe Burrow has done in the playoffs against the Bills. Remember, like in this fucking snow, went to the Super Bowl, you know, his first full year at quarterback. I mean, this guy's good. OK, he's good. And the Bengals are going to continue to be good. They have a lot of great players, unbelievable offense, unbelievable defense. The Browns, their leadership, I just, they get up for this Cincinnati game, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't fall for it just because we saw it one week. Jaguars and Colts was a really good game. Uh, I watched the majority of that game more, more than most others. And uh, Anthony Richardson, I think, is, is going to be a really exciting and, you know, a good player. I mean, he made some working mistakes and that's going to happen. I could see him doing that, you know, week to week, right. He's always going to make maybe like one big mistake. He threw a really bad interception, really bad ball at one point that kind of changed the course of the game, but then he was still able to bring the Colts back and they were winning 21 17. They, they seem like they were able to go right down the field when they had to against a, a decent Jaguars defense. You know, a, a part of the reason why I like the Colts Um, in that game is because the Jaguars' defense is is not very good. You know, it's very average. And they can get exposed when they face a talented offense. And I think Steichen is good. I think he's smart. I think he's in command of their offense. And the Colts clearly have some guys on defense because they were making some really good plays at the start of that game. But Trevor Lawrence is just turning into one of those quarterbacks, man. He's able to, you know, make the throws on fourth down. I think he did that a few times. Steps up big on these drives makes all the big throws. I mean the placement of his of some of his throws were, you know, it, it's like Andrew Luck type stuff out there. Um they should not have won by 10 points. The Colts should have covered. So just remember that. It's kind of a phony cover by the Jags. Um but hey and that's just not me, you know, that, that's not me being salty. I think anybody would agree, you know, on that. It's it's a loss for us. That's that's football. That's that's what happens. You know, like we expect it. But it's a phony cover, okay? So don't, like, walk away from this game. You're like, man, Jaguars, were they were in control of that game, man. No, no, they weren't. <laughs> they really, really weren't. Trevor Lawrence just has that. He's got that second gear now. Bucks and Vikings, I didn't watch too much of this game um, for obvious reasons. But the way that the Vikings offense looked, like, the way the Vikings defense looked is not a surprise. The way the Vikings offense looked at times, I mean, Justin Jefferson still did his thing. He was, he's just an impeccable athlete. He's fucking, he's the man, um, like cannot be stopped. You know, he started to look like Randy Moss out there. Um, just, he's just a beast. But even though he got his, the, the offense wasn't consistent. You know, it, it it would, it would sputter aloud, you know, they would turn over the ball, um, and that's concerning. I mean, the Bucks have a good defense. They have obviously a defensive-minded coach, but I, I, I don't think that the that the Bucks are going to be a, a premier team this this season. You know, my my mind hasn't changed on that, right? This is a, a probably a five to six win team, in my opinion, at, if if that, right? So disappointing. I mean, the Vikings ruined a lot of teasers this weekend. I know, I know that. <laughs> Uh, and you know, for good reason, you know, I've had the, I had them in a a few survivor slots, not too many, mostly commanders and, uh, Ravens, but the Vikings should have looked better than that. And, and their defense did play well in the first half. I do give credit to Baker Mayfield. I mean, that little guy is annoying as hell, but he, he can fight. He can fight in some of those games, you know, pull out those old Oklahoma antics and he's not athletic. But he ain't afraid to hit somebody. I kind of like that about you, Baker. Okay. I can say some positive things about a Baker midfield. Okay. I'm kind of surprised that the Saints pulled out that game against the Titans because that could have gone either way. Uh, Tannehill did not look good. You know, he managed to have the Titans ahead in that game for parts of it, but I didn't think he looked good at all. Just like making really errant throws, bad decisions. Like maybe he's kind of. I don't know. Yeah, you know, maybe his, his time is coming to an end. Maybe the rookie's gonna get some reps this year. I guess we'll see. But you know, the Saints were kind of sputtering too. Like, I mean, the Titans have a good defense. And I think they're gonna continue to have a good defense this year. I think it's better against the pass. I think their run blocking is better. You know, we'll we'll see what happens at quarterback because things were looking a little suspect there at times. But you know, Derek Carr and the and the Saints are good too. They're gonna get, get a lot of wins this year because of the situation they're in. They have a good they have an unbelievably easy schedule. So this is the, the, like this team is going to the playoffs, right? Unless Derek Carr gets injured or something. So uh, this is a good team. You know, this is this is a good program, but the Titans are too. And the Titans easily could have easily won that game, but I don't I don't think these two teams are too far apart as far as you know power ratings go. 49ers Steelers, 49ers really made a statement. This game is kind of like the Giants game where Like this is the premier game that you could, you could really overthink. You could really overreact to. Okay. The, now the 49ers are that damn good that that team is loaded. You saw their talent. I mean, their defensive talent, they, the Steelers could not do anything against that 49er defense for stretches in the first half. I think they have like, they had like negative yardage heading into the second quarter or something like that. Uh, But um Dude, the 49ers are for real. Make no mistake about it. But the Steelers aren't this bad either. You know? Um, it's kind of like in the Giants game. There's just a fr- like a freight train just ran over you to start that game, right? Like the, the 49ers went up right away. I mean, it's you know, 10 nothing, 17-0, or I think it was 13-0 and then 20-nothing. It, you know, the, the 49ers went right up, you know, turnovers, big plays, you name it. So it's it's hard to come back at a certain point, right? Like just like the Giants. The Giants are going into the half twenty-six down twenty-six nothing. It's tough. It's tough to think that you're coming back from that. Um, so the Giants are, are better than what they're showing. The Steelers are better than what they're showing and what they show. That's a that's a real deal defense too. With TJ Watt, he made some huge plays again. I think he already has like three or four sacks. I mean that dude is a fucking monster, and he's healthy. You could tell. I. That's a defensive player of the year in my opinion. If he stays healthy, like no no bones about it. Um, although Miles Garrett certainly has a has a case after today as well. Uh, but that you know, very legit win by the 49ers, but just don't get too don't get too crazy about about the Steelers. Okay, this is still a pretty good team, I think. Cardinals and Commanders was a real snooze fest. Uh (laughs) I mean Cardinals really fought hard, made some good plays on defense. Sam Howell is, you know, he's clearly not like, he's not really like ready to take over this team, but he's, he, make, he can make some good throws. He's, he's a, not a bad quarterback, um, but he, he's going to go through some growing pains, make some really bad decisions at certain points. Um, you know, but the Cardinals I think are going to be this team. Like they're going to probably fight because they probably are well coached. I mean, I'm just going to assume that, you know, that Jonathan Gannon knows what he's doing Um until until he makes me believe otherwise. But that, you know, because his defense fought hard today. Like, you could see a difference in, in, in effort and effectiveness in the Arizona Cardinals defense. And that was kind of nice, right? Some nice young talent making big plays. So, you know, Cardinals could cover some of these lines. I don't think they, you know, deserve to be, like, greatly disrespected against a really good team. Maybe the Cardinals are going to become that team who's, you know, 10-point underdogs at a certain point, right? Maybe you're – maybe you think a little better about taking that side because their defense is going to fight hard right they got young players who want to make plays who want bigger contracts like they want to win you know they probably know they won't win but they want to win so that you know that's a team that can cover a lot of ats lines this year in my opinion just like what i saw effort wise from them josh dobbs as well uh you know it's all it's kind of a weird situation there in in arizona but they're Hey, they fought today. You know, the commanders were probably, even with a, a quarterback like Sam Howe, who's brand new, deserving seven point favorites today, and they couldn't cover. Okay. So the commanders still have a lot of groin pains, too. Ravens and Texans, another snooze fest. Um, D'Amico Ryan's defense made a lot of good plays early. And you can see, you know, I, I, I really wanted to take the Texans in the first half, and I regret not giving that out to my clients because. You know, the Ravens offense, you just knew it wasn't going to click right away. Eventually it looked better. Uh, You know, we saw some really nice plays with Zay Flowers and that new look offense. And, you know, Lamar's looking, you know, he's getting comfortable again. So, you know, that's a part of the process. This is a perfect setup for them to face a team like the Texans to start the year. The Texans are not going to win a lot of games. I do not think C.J. Stroud is a good quarterback. I don't mean to laugh, but I, I, I yeah, you know, I think he's a bust. He's an athletic kid, so he can he can keep some plays alive, and he might make some exciting plays. Um, but I don't think he has the arm, accuracy, and talent to last at quarterback. That's just my assessment at this point. But it's early. Texans just aren't aren't going to win a lot of games, I think, especially if they're facing a tough defense. Packers, Bears, kind of. A, and I told you so. Here, I talked about it a lot on last week's podcast. Jordan Love looked pretty damn good, guys. Did not make a mistake. Three touchdowns, efficient. The Packers' offensive line was very good. Aaron Jones was running all over the Bears, I know, because I had him in a little daily fantasy lineup. Um, and the Bears are still that team. And Justin Fields is still that player where if they get behind in a game, he ain't going to be able to throw them back into a victory, I re- you know he is an unbelievable athlete and he's a decent thrower of the football uh but he he could not make the throws on some you know big third down conversions when they were starting to lose by one touchdown two touchdowns three you know they you know they kind of came got some points there at the end you know i guess like feels good but i feel bad you know got some uh Friends in the Benning community in the Chicago area. It's a it's a great town for sports. I want the Bears to be good too, but I also – that's fake news, guys, that the Bears are going to suddenly be like a real contender this year. you got to have a quarterback who can make those throws. Sorry. And Justin Fields is going to be exciting. He's going to earn them some wins. He's, a, he's probably one of the best athletes in the NFL. But I'm not going to jump behind this Bears team right now. I uh, need to see a lot more. need to see some more creativity then for this offense if they're going to put the ball in his hands in those situations as much as they are, but the Packers, man, it's a good team. That's a good program. Their defense looked good. Defense made plays blocking of Jordan love for Jordan. Love was amazing. Um, Packers aren't going anywhere. Lions, they're not going anywhere. It's going to be an interesting battle this year. Raiders Broncos. I love what Jimmy G does for this team. Just, he's just a stabilizer, isn't he? He was for the 49ers. He was when he had to step in for the for the Patriots for Tom Brady. Jimmy G is a stability, he's stable. Stable. Uh <laughs> and he like he knows what to do. You know, he's like very operational, surgical. And he just made more plays, he's just a smarter quarterback, you know, like Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense still looked anemic for stretches of that game. Um, especially through the air. You're right, especially in the passing game. Just like what? Like Javante Williams looks pretty good. You know, the Broncos are, are sticking to like a run first kind of thing, it, it seems. Uh, I got to look more at the box score. Don't, you know, don't quote me on that. But, you know, Russ still has his shortcomings. And even though that Broncos defense looked really good, you know, they're not going to be able to stay out there on the field that much if Russell Wilson can't sustain drives. So it's, it's I don't know, man. I think Sean Payne's going to get really annoyed really quick if, if that's how his offense looks. But Jimmy G stabilizer for the Raiders. They got some nice young players there. Good win for the Raiders. Why not? Fuck it. One zero. They're one of my picks this week. In my pool, I'll tell you that. Eagles Patriots. Sorry, I talked some shit here. I have never seen a team get luckier than the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I mean, fuck you if you think otherwise. In that first half, they didn't do anything. Eighty. They had like eighty yards, you know. But they uh, they capitalized off of. I think there was like a fumble for a touchdown and interception for a touchdown, you know, balls flying in the air. Uh, you know, Zeke, Zeke fumbles right away. As soon as you, like, they just coughed up and gave the Eagles so many opportunities right away. And the Patriots were still able to come back in that game. Like they almost won that game. The Patriots offense, ladies and gentlemen, this is not an overreaction. The Patriots offense outplayed the Eagles offense. Now the Patriots defense is good. Okay, that's a good fucking defense. Holding the Eagles to 25 points, they really held them to 11 points because two touchdowns came from turnovers. Patriots' defense is very legit, but the Eagles' defense couldn't really stop the Patriots when the Patriots needed to move the ball down the field, which I don't think that's an extremely high-level operation just yet. Uh, It certainly looked clunky throughout the game. Uh, And Justin – Justin – Justin – Jalen Hurts and the Eagles' offense could not move down. the. And I know a part of that is because of the Patriots' defense. Like, I think the Eagles are going to wallop the Vikings next week. Like, that's a great teaser leg, in my opinion. I think the Eagles are going to (laughs) fucking pound the Vikings next week. They just match up so well against the Vikings. But they didn't look very good on offense. And Shane Steichen, I think he's a real difference maker. I don't think that Nick Sirianni knows what he's doing offensively even close to the same level that Shane Steichen and the Colts, who let's face it look surprisingly good at the gate. Um, right. I mean, I, which that was one of my takes, sorry, right about all our shit this weekend. We'll see about next week, but just saying <laughs> Shane Steichen's pretty good at what he does. Uh, and I think, I think his, his loss is already being felt there a little bit. Jalen Hurst having to do a little too much on some of those drives, right? Having to really sustain things for the Eagles, having to overcompensate for just some lack of uh, chemistry, fluidity out there, right? I mean, guys weren't open. Again, Patriots defense. But the Eagles offensive last year against that defense, I think they look better. Oh, I'll put it that way. um So Eagles didn't really impress me, even though they won. Um I know people are going to say, on the Homer, Homer, Homer. Like, watch the fucking game, okay? I'm just telling you exactly what happened. Uh, uh Dolphins, Chargers. Dolphins, Chargers was a fucking barn burner, 70 points scored in this game, 36-34. I was really happy that the Dolphins won because they're so damn exciting to watch when they're healthy, right, like when Tua's not getting smacked in the head. Uh, Awesome watch, awesome game, Chargers being Chargers, right? Like, they looked electric. They're exciting to watch as well, but they still lose. (laughs) You know, their defense made some really good plays at certain points, but, God, this Miami offense – can just be so explosive, and I think two is such a hard worker and like a serious, like deep kid that you know cares about this shit. Like, or else he wouldn't be you know playing still right after those head injuries. So you can tell he's formed some real chemistry, some real like you know team symbiotic shit with these wide receivers because they are wide open and they know where to be, and he knows where they're going to be. And let me tell you, it's a smooth operation now both defenses clearly <laughs> you know have have some holes at, you know but i didn't think the defenses played that bad i just think there is such there's just unbelievable plays being made by these offenses and a lot of teams are going to like a lot of defenses are not going to be able to stop some of these big plays right and especially early in the season when mike mcdaniel's can roll out some of his you know like in you know the real innovative shit with the wheel routes like he was doing with tyreek uh, it's just hard to stop man that's hard to stop, uh, especially for four quarters. So, listen, I, I kind of like the Dolphins to sneakily win the AFC East as the Bills and Patriots and Jets kind of beat each other up. You know, if if the Dolphins can outpace you, which they're going to be able to outpace a lot of teams if, if Tua stays healthy and everybody stays healthy. Dangerous team. Dangerous team. I need to see more, obviously, because it's the Chargers. But Miami looks dangerous. Chargers, you <laughs> – their their defense looks so much better at certain points, but you gotta you gotta get even better than that, right? Like the, the defense still gives up way too many points. Justin Herbert is still having to be a magician a little bit too much. It's just the same old shit. Like nothing changes. Kellen Moore, what? Like uh, yeah, the offense looks great, but I mean it it shouldn't be on the offense as much as it consistently is. Finally, the Rams and the Seahawks. I got to watch a good deal of this game the Rams played really hard I mean really hard on defense especially Seahawks just could not move the ball on this team um looked like they were just one step ahead of the Seahawks offense you know Gino couldn't find open guys um kudos to the Rams I mean that was one of my favorite bets heading into week one it was a two-unit play for us I wanted to do three you know I gave the pick out like July because it's too much. You know, this is a divisional game. You got to take that many points. But to see what the Rams did, I didn't think they were going to win. That, pretty, that was pretty impressive. Matthew Stafford can still kind of sling it. He looked pretty good, guys. And they didn't even have Cooper Cup out there. I mean, if their defense, which has some young, nice players, okay, if their defense can just be competitive, uh, uh, this is a team. This is not a team who's going to go deep in the playoffs, I don't think. But this is a good team. You know, I think, like, if you have, like, a 0 to 100 power rating scale, you know, if if you got the Rams at, like, at, like 68 or <laughs> something like that, and maybe you bump them up to 72, you know, 73, you know. I don't know why I said that with such an accent. Eh, that's 72. That's hey, 73. Um, yeah, but, I mean, this isn't a, that bad of an operation, and I don't think that's a fluke. I think the Seahawks were ready to go. They're a well-coached team. They're at home. That's a tough game to win. It's a tough game to come out and look that effective, especially how they came out in the second half, right? I mean, they, they really, like, took the game over. Seahawks did not score in the second half. Very impressive. Love that we hit that bet. is one of my selections across all my pools. Um, Seahawks will be okay, I think, but I, I wasn't really high on the Seahawks. You know, everyone's talking, nah. You know, Geno kind of proved at the end of last season – that he's 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 still quite vulnerable in a lot of ways. Um, has has tendencies I think that it, defenses can read. Um, you know, so, somewhat beyond me, but defenses have adjusted, and Gino hasn't looked that good since. And that, that, that you know, it's just a fact, and, and that happened. You know, like week ten of the last NFL season, really against the Bucks, is when you started to see the tide turn a little bit. So. You know, it's a decent Seahawks team, but I definitely, I absolutely don't think that they're better than the Rams uh, after today. You know, I think those are two pretty evenly matched teams. Like, I don't think in week not like, whenever they face each other again, you know, I don't think we're going to be like, oh, wow, that was a fluke, huh, week one, huh? No, nah, I think the Rams are going to be pretty good. I think the Seahawks are pretty good, <laughs> you know. Speaking of the Seahawks, that is my free early pick for week two. Seahawks are plus five and a half at Detroit that's an overreaction a little bit to me. Uh, Like I said, uh, I don't really like the Seahawks all that much. I do really like the lions. I think the lions are going to be a really good team mostly this year. Um, But this is still a little bit, I mean, you know, this thing we do in betting, it's all about the number itself, right? Numbers. It's all about the number itself. And five and a half is too much. The Seahawks were just like at, at certain points they were, nearly a touchdown favorite against the team that they faced in week one in the Rams. And you, you saw what happened, but that doesn't eliminate the fact that, you know, the market saw them as seven-point favorites. You know, five to – obviously went down, went up and down a little bit. I think it was at four at one point. But at certain points, it was up to five and a half, six, right? Like this is a Seahawks team that was had a little bit of hype. And now they're five and a half point dogs going to Detroit. I think Detroit is a very good team. I don't think that Detroit is going to like run them out of the building. Remember, the Seahawks dropped 48 points and 555 yards on the Lions last year at Ford Field, and it's a lot of the same people like involved in this game. (laughs) Okay, so I think the Seahawks can keep up. They're going to want to keep up, right? They're 0 and 1. The Lions are 1 and 0. It's just a classic situation. You have to take it now. Seahawks plus five and a half. Thanks, everybody, for listening to these special little podcasts. Hopefully, you enjoy them. Hopefully, we can do them every Sunday. Land the points with Farley Betts. Let's fucking go. See you next time.